0: Hello and welcome to the Inside the Orange podcast, the podcast all about understanding the people around us. Today's episode is about mistakes and how we believe they define us. This episode is called Spot the Mitsake. Let's get into it. Firstly, I'd like to say a huge thanks to everyone who has listened to the last episode where I spoke to Ken Tompkins about his life and career in McDonald's and his positivity and optimism. If you missed that episode or any of the others, there is a link in the description to the channel. I'd like to thank Ken and the Kays and McDonald's team for their time they gave me for the episode. Speaking of another of our great previous guests, I'm delighted to announce that Godot from episodes 2 and 3 has announced that he's doing a new walk for Children with Cancer UK and he is undertaking an even bigger challenge this time. There'll be more information coming soon and Godot himself will be back to tell us on the Inside the Orange podcast all about the new challenge in the near future. If you want exclusive information, then follow at Godot27 on Instagram where he will continue to tell his story. When I thought about making this episode, I thought about just posting the amount of recording it takes me to get the intro out of of my mouth correctly. And maybe I'll keep the mistakes in for the episode for the stuff that I do throughout the episode that doesn't always make sense. Mistakes are an everyday event. We all make them, whether they're small, microscopic or, or catastrophic, we still make them. Find me a person that has never made a mistake in life and you'll be introducing me to a liar. Yet why are we so defined by them? There are mistakes in all areas of our life down to the fact that as I script this episode I've been prompted on the screen by all the spelling and grammar mistakes that I've made. Unfortunately in life we don't have that little red underlying squiggle that pops up when we make a mistake so we can clearly see them where they happen, and eradicate them. When I think about mistakes, there are two amazing examples that come to my mind that I've seen recently, two stories. The first one is about a a teacher that writes all the letters of the alphabet on the chalkboard at school, and she deliberately misses out the letter S. She asks the class what they thought about her work, and every single hand goes up in the class, And she asks, okay, so, you know, what do you want, you know, someone to give her the answer? And they tell her, you missed the letter S out. True as that is, no one mentioned that 25 of the letters were correct. The focus is on the mistake every time. I saw another example on LinkedIn recently where a dad posted that he actually got corrected by his child uh, the child had done a, a test in school and was so excited he'd got 22 out of 25 on the test. And his dad says, that's brilliant. What were the three you got wrong? And the child says, no, dad, can we talk about the 22 questions I got right first? And I think that's absolutely amazing. That tells such a story. And I'm so happy that the child turned around and said, Actually, can we talk about the positive, not the mistake, not the mistakes I made? I think about when we're driving. How many times have we been on the road and someone's made a mistake on the road and we hit the horn or flash our lights to let the person know that they have made an error and, well, they shouldn't be on the road. Yet if we make a mistake whilst driving... And then we have someone flash their lights at us and bid their horn at us. We automatically go into a defence mode and kind of think, well, we can't all be perfect, can we? Maybe that's just me with my road rage, but I bet people have been on both sides of the conversation. I'm sure that for all the years I've been driving, it would be astonishing if I hadn't made a single mistake on the road. When I was researching this episode, I looked at GIFs Uh, GIFs, the um, things you can send in in WhatsApp messages, messages, you know, things around. And I wrote the word people. And out of the first six most popular GIFs that came up, and I've checked them on a couple of phones to make sure it wasn't just me and (laughs) my history of doing it, but four of them contain phrases such as things like hashtag ugh people, Uh, The Buzz Lightyear line from Toy Story where he says there seems to be no signs of intelligent life anywhere. There was one that had a cushion that said, I hate people. And someone, I think it was Jackie Chan, that was just looking, people shaking his head. Just people. It seems that people let us down. And the negative association with this shows that we are happy to call people out pretty much as useless straight away. So have we become a society of people that everyone else makes mistakes, but we don't? I think this gives us a a misconception that people let us down. This is something that we need to rid of in society, as it does only cause mistrust, and it distances ourselves from others rather than helping each other. We are, after all, social animals, and we need just as many teams in this world as we need individuals to change the world. People don't like to admit to mistakes. They don't admit to their mistakes, possibly at the risk of looking foolish or, or stupid. I worked somewhere once where someone resigned the day after making a relatively small mistake, and they would not face coming back to work because of how they felt. Now, the mistake was rectified and the issue was forgotten about the day it happened. Yet that person felt so embarrassed by the mistake that returning to work was not an option. And despite calls and messages to try and make that person understand that and try and allow them, you know, to feel that it wasn't a massive deal, they just couldn't see themselves to come back to that job because of the mistake they'd done, the foolishness they'd felt. Now... I've seen people lie or cheat systems rather than face up to truth and own up to a problem. And why do we allow that? We should celebrate when someone owns up to a mistake. Because I think that builds trust and builds relationship. From that trust, it builds relationships. The best thing that can come from trust is that the next time you make a mistake, your employees, your teams, your employers will trust that the issue has happened and will be rectified by the same person. They'll trust that you have dealt with the situation. They'll trust that you will come forward if you've made a mistake. When I spoke to Ken Tompkins last week from Kaiser McDonald's, I I asked him the question, do you allow your team to see your mistakes? And he said he did. Not once did he say, no, I don't make mistakes. And I know that his teams are built and filled with trust. Now, when it comes to people, if I read someone wrong, someone's expression, someone's feelings, if I read it wrong, and I've done this many times, that mistake of mine could affect my relationship with with that person for a long time. I've always felt the urge to talk to that person and say I'm sorry that I got it wrong as soon as possible. I'd have, made, I'd have made a second mistake if I would have held on to a grudge and not let the person know that I was wrong for misreading. Now, I'm not saying we have to become a society where we have to admit every, you know, we're wrong all the time. But in terms of growing in relationships, in terms of forgiving for moving forward, you have to be able to say, I made a mistake. Mistakes can be made, but... What I'm trying to say is don't make the mistake of allowing the first mistake to fester and become a bigger deal than it needs to be. Much like the guy I said about in the, in the earlier early part of the um, episode when I said, you know, he resigned the next day for something that was honestly not that big a deal. If you want to see deal with situations, your teamwork and the unity within your team will be better as your team builds trust. It takes one minute to say to someone, I've noticed this, now let's fix it together. But we tend to let people live and die by their mistakes. If you understand and care for people, you'll help them deal with the situation and not cause a greater problem. The best people do this. I ask you to imagine a first aider or a paramedic arriving at the scene of an incident looking at the situation and assessing that the person who was in the the situation had actually done it from their own mistake. Now, these people don't stand there and go, well, it was their own fault, I'm not going to help them. That's not who we are as humans, you know. We need to be the people that help when something's gone wrong and not just laugh at the fact that there's a situation and a mistake or an issue has happened. In business... I think the best businesses don't hide from their mistakes or failings. I looked on businessinsider.com and there's an article from July 2019 quoting Amazon boss Jeff Bezos um, claiming that he has made billions of dollars of failures at amazon.com. Now if you Google Amazon failures, you'll come up with every single product that never worked for them. Was it a mistake they did it? No. No. Amazon is still a massive company, but they're not defined by their mistakes. If businesses do face issues and have crises, they deal with mistakes through crisis management. They deal with the situations. But businesses need people with integrity to help deal with these situations and people they can trust. What they never do is sit and discuss it for six months and not deal with it. come to a solution now don't get me wrong I'm not naive I understand that there may be consequences in people's actions and ultimately if something has happened people can lose their jobs in the situation but if the incident they know was their fault and could have been avoided most people will accept the situation I know if the incident was their fault and couldn't I know the incident was their fault and could be avoided. Most people will accept the situation. I ask people who work in business, if someone comes to you and said, I have made a mistake, how would you respond? Like I asked Ken last week, a question I would like to know the answer from the listeners is, can you show your vulnerability for your mistakes? If you want to get in touch with me about this, the information will be at the end of this episode on how to do it. One of the best examples, both good and bad, of how mistakes can be ma- well managed can be seen in the English Premier League and in cricket. If we look at 150 years of football, mistakes were a massive part of the game. It happened to one team or another every week, and most fans were used to get in the rub of the green or not. Most weekends, supporters would gather in the pub and say the decisions were against them this week, and if there were only a way to get rid of these costly mistakes. Now enter the three scariest letters in football. V.A.R. The answer to all footballers' problems, or maybe just another problem. See, VAR was brought in to manage mistakes out of the game. And all it seems is that we now have a game having the life sucked out of it. So, so were mistakes the biggest issue? I suppose the argument may come from the amount of money in football needing to be mistake-proof. But this clearly doesn't seem to be the answer. Or maybe just not in the Premier League. There may be arguments for VAR in certain places, though. I think that cricket has got it right. Review decisions and have a look and see if it was right or wrong, or allow it to be the umpire's call. Cricket seems more allowing of mistakes, and this may be due to the differences of finances between cricket and the Premier League. And it could also have an issue from fallout, from poor decisions, again, being linked to any kind of finance, potentially. But it does seem a less stressful game to watch, now, I know there is elements of excitement in this that, you you know, we can talk about, you know, football is a game that has on the edge of your seat and, 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 and cricket can be. We've seen that in the most recent years. But I love watching a game of football that doesn't have VAR because I just kind of get on with it. Yeah, you can moan, you can have a little bit that the referee didn't have your best interest for your club at heart on the day that we played. But also you just get that ability that these officials are human and it's a part of the game. And it's been a part of the game for longer than it hasn't been a part of the game. I suppose it is important to remember that it is still early days in terms of VAR and we should allow mistakes to move forward. It is clear, though, that we need to be careful what we wish for. Another element of football that concerns me is the treatment of goalkeepers. I think goalkeepers' careers are defined by mistakes. Not necessarily one mistake, but mistakes. There have been keepers described as top of their game, number one in the world. And they have one mistake, and that kind of feeling goes. And the more mistakes that have been made, the more you find that they get relegated from the top levels of their clubs and they end up having to find new clubs as the trust has gone in their abilities. I don't think it's a convenience that goalkeepers' confidence to mistake ratio ultimately defines the careers they have. Goalkeepers are the most misunderstood on the football field. And as the father of a goalkeeper, maybe I'll be accused of being biased. I've counted countless mistakes all over a football field in the Premier League, but if it's Kepa, De Gea or Adrian recently, that one mistake defines them. Same in grassroots, and there is definitely an argument of goalkeepers' mental strength being their strongest asset. Outfield pundits using terms like the wrong hand or shouldn't have beaten at near post frustrates me completely. As my question to these outfield playing pundits is, why weren't you a goalkeeper then if it was that easy? See, I know that this podcast would not be a thing if I hadn't made mistakes somewhere in my life. It has helped me to understand people much more by understanding that it is not our mistakes that define us. It's how we respond to them. I challenge myself every day not to judge when a mistake has happened, but to make sure I'm also part of the solution, and I remain true to myself with the fact that honesty is definitely the best policy. I'd like to thank you for listening to the episode today. If this podcast is something you enjoy, then please subscribe to the podcast and make sure you like and share so more people can hear our message. Next week, we have an interview with another podcaster. He's a British guy that's currently living in the US called Tom Burt. He's co-host of It's Pronounced Football and the Songwriters' Lounge and we'll talk about his life and what inspires him. Remember, if you have any questions for me or my guests, you can get in touch via our website, insidetheorange.co.uk. You can also get in touch on Twitter... It's at orange watts and on Instagram inside the orange or on Facebook on the inside the orange podcast. And finally, via email. It's inside this orange at gmail.com. All these links will be available in the description. Until next week, then. Thanks for listening. Goodbye and take care.